doing a group project in college is so different from doing a group project at work. It feels like there's so much more pressure because your grade's the only thing that's at stake. And well, also your relationships with the people you're working with too. Like you don't want to upset people and want to work well as a team, but at work, it feels like everything's just so much more on the line, if that makes sense. And then you also have different people in the perspective, like not just the people you're working with, you have the client, you have your manager, you have like the company's reputation. Like there's just so many extra things that feel like they're on the table of making sure you do well. Hi everyone, it's Marcy Bullock. Welcome back to season three of Wolfpack Career Chats, the anchor season. A, ambition. N, networking. C, compassion. H, health, both mental and physical. O, organization. And R, resilient. Enjoy the pod. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Wolfpack Career Chats. Today, we're focusing on the organization part of our anchor with Kelly Pirro. Hi, Ilya. Thanks for having me. Um, So I guess I'll just start a little bit with my background and what I do. Um, So I work for a company called Alight Solutions. Um, We're an HR consulting company. So pretty much everything you think of HR-related recruiting, um, a system that stores the data for all of that. So um, your paychecks, your benefits, the whole nine yards. Um, so we are hired by our clients to manage those systems, do all of those different HR related tasks, um, consult them on anything that they need to know, uh, whether that's they're having an issue with something in the system, whether that's they have um, a new piece of the system they want to put in. We often help do those types of go labs, just a lot of different things. Um, so I work in a department that really manages the, the data that goes in and out of the system. And so my world is a little bit of a tech world, but also still dabbling into the HR consulting. So a mesh of different things. Um, so I get to do a little bit of coding, also spend a lot of time on the phone talking to clients. So that's just a little bit about me and what I do. Um, I really wanted to spend a lot of time today just talking about organization and just the strengths um, of different team members and how all that meshes together. So in my world, I work with a lot of different people um, and we all have a lot of different strengths, which can be such an asset um, just to get different perspectives and just to continually be learning. Um, but in my particular department, there's about four or five of us that work together on one client. Um, and I've loved my team. I love the people I work with. Um, it really, I feel like is a huge reason of why I've been at the company for five years. It's just the people are fabulous. Um, all very smart, all willing to work as a team all the time. We succeed together. We fail together. I, I don't ever feel like I'm put out in the middle of the sea to sink or swim. So love that aspect of it. But I definitely have a different set of strengths than a lot of my teammates. Um, I am one of the only ones who loves to be organized. So not that they can't do it. It's just not something they really care as much about as I do. Um, so I'm that person who has a color coordinated ca- calendar. The to-do list is not just a list. It's like prioritized and often in different categories, all those kind of things. And so um, with that, um, sometimes it can be frustrating because I don't feel like we speak the same language. So we'll be having a conversation about something. Um, and I'm like, well, this is really important. Like we have to hit this timeline or this piece of what we're talking about needs to be a priority. Whereas they're seeing something else as more of a priority just in our personalities and strengths being different. And so a lot of times for me, um, I feel a little bit like I'm micromanaging some of my teammates of, Hey, let me check in, see how this is going. Are we going to hit the timeline? 
And while um, nobody who's an adult loves being micromanaged, I mean, I don't even like it, even when sometimes I feel like I'm doing that for other people. And so it can be a delicate balance of making sure we still stay on time and get what needs to be done done, but also not making people feel like I'm trying to tell them to do something when they can be completely independent adults and are very smart individuals and know what they need to be doing. So I think for me, all that to say, um, I've learned that each part of the team and each strength has just as much value as the rest. So I often feel like, oh, the person who is bringing in the sale and, and getting the work to my desk is way more important than me being like the organized, keeping everything on time and, and making sure each part of the project is done. And that's just not reality. Like each piece is just as important, whether we feel like that in the moment or not. Um, I like to think of kind of the analogy of the human body of you've got like eyes, ears, nose, like all the different parts. Um, and they all play a role in making your body function normally. Um, one piece is not necessarily more important than the other, even though at times you might feel like it is. Um, if a piece was missing, then it's a struggle to function normally. So um, I like to think of uh, team strengths that way as well, that each piece plays just as much of an important part as the other. Um, and I think one of the really cool things for me that I've learned is um, just getting to know one of the coworkers that I work with the most and how our worlds mesh well together, even though I'm a like type A person, really organized, love all of that. And he's very much a go with the flow type B kind of person. And so I guess in our consulting world, that has worked super well, actually made us like more successful than if like both of us were type A or both of us were type B um, because of the fact that um, when we come up with a new project, he'll be able to say, hey, we got a really strict timeline. The client is really upset right now or whatever the reason is going on that it's kind of chaotic. I'm usually the person who tends to be like, okay, keep calm, cool, collective, like, don't freak out. Try not to like, I'm internally like a little bit stressed out. Um, and he tends to just kind of roll with the punches. Like he's just able to think very logically in very stressful situations. Um, and so that's one of his strengths that I feel like is really beneficial in those situations since I'm not as good at it, but then he can also kind of in that moment, think very logically about here's some really creative solutions for a problem the client has. And then I ha having that organized, like, let's keep on track. We got to think about all of those type things can really kind of poke holes into the solution to say, oh, well, we really need to think about X, Y, and Z to make sure that we have a really solid solution that we can truly present to the client. And it's something that will work. Um, it was creative. So it was something that not just anybody could have come up with, um, like they wouldn't have been able to do it on their own, but then also it still meets like the timeline that's needed. So it kind of meets all the criteria that we need. So, um, it, that wouldn't be possible if both of us were type a freaking out about the timelines, but it also wouldn't be possible if both of us were just so go with the flow and didn't think about all of the things that a type a organized person would. So I think I've really learned in just that dynamic of getting to work with my coworker for a couple years. Um, how important both of our like strengths are. Um, cause I starting out really thought his side of things was more important than mine. I'm like, I wish I was like that. I wish I was so like go with the flow, just never freaked out under pressure. Like I just really wished that was my personality. And I was like, why do I have to be the person who just like does all this project management stuff? Um, and so over the course of just working project after project, and even just hearing feedback from different team members, that my piece of it is just as important and it does set us up for success and people still do appreciate that. Um, whether that's the client or your teammates or, or oftentimes it's both. And so I think one other thing that I've, I've really pulled from all of this experience with being the organized person, um, is 
oftentimes I feel like you have to tell people what you need. Um, I know that we all know people are not mind readers, <laughs> but sometimes I feel like I forget that. Um, and so when it comes to a team, oftentimes you have to tell them, oh, well, you know, I, I need to every once in a while be told thank you. Like, and so I think for me, I often feel underappreciated when I'm doing those things because they don't feel uh, the, like the team views them as a big deal. And oftentimes they're not like, sometimes it really is just a small piece of the picture, but there are times that what I have done or what I like my strengths are really played into us being able to have a successful project. And if you had pulled that piece of the puzzle out, the project wouldn't have gone successfully. And that's not at all to like pat myself on the back or anything. It's just that different projects have different um, focuses and different strengths are more needed um, or more used um, in a project. And then you get to a different one and the whole story is different. And so I've had a couple different times just tell people, Hey, like every once in a while, I just need someone to say thank you. And um, it, really changes like my outlook of being motivated to continue to play off of my strengths and feel like they're super important and that everyone can understand my perspective as well. Um, so I feel like that's one thing that is super important is just a thank you goes a really long way, whether that's, um, someone telling me that, or, but also just remembering that I need to tell people that of saying, Hey, thank you for being like the person who can do well under pressure. Like, thank you for being the person who can be creative when I can't be. Um, or thank you for being willing to just listen to my side of what I think is important so that we can together figure out all the things that need to be thought about. Um, because the different perspectives is really like, I guess how the world goes around, you know, it's like, if we all thought exactly the same way, there's no way the world would be one exciting, but also it wouldn't work. <laughs> um, so I, I just have really enjoyed learning all of this. And I feel like it's such a small topic. A lot of times, all the things that get talked about in the workforce, it's usually not about organization. <laughs> and so I just felt like this would be a cool topic to just speak about my experience. Oh, absolutely. I am on your wavelength. I color code everything. <laughs> um, would you elaborate a little bit on times that, that may have caused disagreements with coworkers or with clients that are very type A or type B and how that interaction works out? Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of the projects that we get don't have a very specific timeline. So you get a little bit of both worlds where sometimes the most of the time it's the bigger projects, they have a timeline. They're like, okay, we want to do this in the next eight months. Um, and other projects come in and say, Hey, you know, this, this might only be 20 hours of work and we don't really care when it gets done. We just want you to fit it in with everything else that's going on. And so because of that, a lot of times I'm the person who just randomly chooses what we're working when and what the timeline is. Um, that kind of falls in my job description, aside from the fact that I like doing that kind of thing anyways. <laughs> um, and so with that, a lot of times the coworkers that I'm on a team with, I have to say, hey, we're going to work, you know, this project one as the top priority. We're going to work this project two as like when you, you know, have time post project one, work on this in your free time and then et cetera. And so a lot of times um, they tend to forget that, <laughs> like they're just working whatever, you know, when you get excited about something or you're enjoying something that you're doing or you're stuck on something, you might tangent off of it for a little bit and come back to it later. And, and that's like a really good strategy to use. But then sometimes you can forget about, oh, well, I probably should have stuck with this or maybe my time away from it should only have been an hour rather than a whole business day, but just because of the nature of the priority. And if you forget that, sometimes you can just be working on other things and not really think about it. And so 
I often have to be the person who comes into the picture and says, Hey, like, why has this not been worked on? Or why has this only made, you know, one step forward? It should have made five steps forward. And sometimes those conversations can be really difficult to have just because someone can feel like they're in trouble when really I'm like, I'm not, not at all trying to make you like, feel like you're in trouble. I'm just trying to move things along the way we need to like get us back on course, that kind of thing. And so I feel like internally, that's more of where the difficult, the difficulty has come is in some of those just really tough conversations, um, of feeling like I'm, Oh no, I don't want anyone to feel bad. I just want us to change course. Um, when it comes more to the client side of things, um, I think they're so pushy sometimes because they know that they need to get something done on a certain timeline and it's coming from their upper management to like, make sure they hit it. And so they have a lot of pressure of, okay, we got to do this by this date. Um, but then because we do so much of the work for them, they don't necessarily have the full color of why we can or cannot do that timeline. And so a lot of times the difficult conversations are, we really can't hit this timeline and here's why. Um, and so one of the ways we mitigate that a lot is just saying, okay, well, I cannot do what you're asking me to do, but here's what I can do for you instead. And kind of giving them an alternative compromising option, if you will, um, and say, okay, maybe they wanted it January 1st, but maybe we tell them, Hey, by the end of January, we can have 75% of it done. Um, and then if for some reason we get things done quicker than expected, then we'll have it earlier to you. Um, but what we can commit to is most of it being done by the end of the month instead. And so, um, or sometimes that's, we split projects into two pieces. And so instead of having the full project done by the end of January, we might say, Hey, let's do part one. And we can actually have that to you by December 15th, but then let's do a part two and that'll be ready in February. And so sometimes we just come up with, um, splitting projects out a little bit differently, um, to kind of give them a little bit of a, oh, I feel better about this, even though you're telling me no. Um, so a lot of those conversations are ones where I'm like, okay, I have to make sure I really plan out what can we do? Like, who are the resources that we have that are available to do the work? Because even if you plan it out on a like calendar and say, oh, we need, you know, 120 hours to do it. And that can be done in X number of weeks. Well, if you don't have the people to do that many hours of work in a week, well, that's also a problem. And so sometimes that means you have to add extra weeks to the project timeline. So just kind of planning all of that in advance, but then doing it quick enough where the like client is like, Hey, have you figured this out yet? Can you give us a date? Cause a lot of times they like to ask it on phone calls, like on the spot. And so you have to be like, I hear you. I will get an answer for you by X date, um, but I need to take this back with me because you got to plan it out. And I've, I've found that taking those timeline questions back has been a big success point just because I don't commit to something that seems great in a moment, but hasn't been fully thought through. Um, and then it's like, oh, well, it's so much better to commit to a timeline that's too, like not too long, but like longer gives you more grace period. And then to deliver something early than it is to commit to a date and then be like, I need more time because that doesn't look as good. Like they're like, Oh, you got it done early. And they're so excited about it versus this idea of like, Oh, we're really frustrated that you didn't hit the timeline that you told us you could commit to. So all of that being said, I think those are the two worlds of, um, kind of difficult client conversations around planning versus the internal ones that happen with my coworkers on planning things out. So have you found that from transitioning from college to work, college is very you know self-directed and you get to plan all of your work out and then you work on a collaborative team, how that transition worked? Or did you do more collaborative work on, in undergrad? 
So there was a little bit of both. Um, so being a math major in college, uh, a lot of times there weren't group projects just by the nature of um, math. <laughs> it's usually just your homework. Um, but every once in a while, there were definitely group projects that we would do. Um, so I did get some experience in collaborative work in school. Um, but I feel like it was more individualistic than group work if I had to like say one versus the other. Um, so coming into the workforce, I like knew how to work with teams, but just definitely not in a working world, especially in the business that I'm in, like doing a group project in college is so different from doing a group project at work. And it feels like there's so much more pressure because your grades, the only thing that's at stake and well, also your relationships with the people you're working with too. Like you don't want to upset people and want to work well as a team, but at work, it feels like everything's just so much more on the line, if that makes sense. Um, and then you also have different people in the perspective, like not just the people you're working with and, um, you have the client, you have your manager, you have like the company's reputation. Like there's just so many extra things that feel like they're on the table of making sure you do well. And, um, you're not the only one responsible for that. You've got like a team of people who are doing it. And so sometimes I get caught up in that being like, okay, I feel like I'm taking responsibility for other people's actions because it reflects on me or it reflects on our company or the success of this project. And I really have to reset my mind sometimes to like put the boundary in to say, no, like I'm only responsible for what Kelly does. Um, doesn't mean that I don't care about what happens with other people's part of the project and the project as a whole, but that you can kind of draw that like boundary line of, I don't have to like do all the different pieces of the project or make sure that they're doing their job. You can ask questions and check in, or if there's an issue, you can talk to, you know, a manager if you need to, if it's something serious that's not going on. So there's, different resolutions for all of those kind of things. It's not just ignore it and don't care about it. But at the same time, kind of drawing that boundary of it's not my responsibility, whether they perform the way they're supposed to and do their part of the project, only owning really my piece of it. Um, so that was something I definitely had to learn. Whereas in college, I feel like you can kind of just swoop in and do somebody else's like paragraph in the paper if you need to, just to make sure you get a good grade and then move on with it. And while that's frustrating, that can just be the resolution. Um, and so oftentimes that kind of stuff does, just doesn't work in the workforce. You have to let them take ownership of their piece of the project. Um, you really can't do it for them. And so that's one big thing I've definitely had to learn transitioning into collaborative work at work. But I definitely have my own individual side of it, which I enjoy that I have a hybrid of still getting to do my own work like there are days where I will spend part of the day just doing some coding and working on a project myself. And so that's been really enjoyable to get the best of both worlds, if you will, um, of there's plenty of things that sit on my desk that are really just my ownership and I don't have to work with other people for them. And not, not to say that working with people is bad at all, because I love the hybrid, but it is a nice refresher every once in a while to just be like, okay, I don't have to worry about some of these things that are difficult conversations to have, or I don't have to rely on someone else. I can really just do my own thing on this one thing. Um, so that's been really nice to have both pieces, but also being able to still learn more about the collaborative world because we live in a world of people. So you're always going to have to be working with people in some way, shape or form. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to pivot just a little bit. Um, so we've kind of discussed organization in the workplace, but how do you organize the balance of your personal and work life? Are you more of an integration person or a separate yeah, great question. So um, I would honestly answer that with a little bit of both. So I definitely feel like there are things that are, this is my work life. This is my personal life. Like they 
they're separate. Um, and I think that's really important in a lot of ways, um, especially with the pandemic, like working fully virtual for a period of time, uh, you almost have to have that separation to be able to walk away from your computer and still go about your own life, even though you're still in the exact same like place. <laughs> um, I feel like without kind of having that segregation, the it just, you almost feel like your home has become work and you're just always in a work mode 24 seven. And um, that can be just really taxing um, and just not healthy. And so I feel like I've learned a whole lot during the pandemic of just how important in a new, fresh way. Cause I, I always have wanted to have like work-life balance of, okay, we got to have a boundary of like, yes, there are going to be days where there's, especially in the work that I work, the nature of the work that I am in. Um, there are sometimes weekends you've got to log on. There's sometimes nights, like I've been online at 3 AM working through something because otherwise someone's paycheck is not hitting their like, um, account and it's that urgent of a deal. And so, um, to just know that there are going to be days like that, but that that's not the everyday standard of it's okay for me to say, Hey, it's six 30. I'm going home. Like I've already worked an hour over, like I'm going home and that's okay. This can wait till tomorrow, whether someone's upset about that or not, like being able to say, someone's telling me this is urgent, but I know this is not urgent and I'm going to go home. Um, and so being able to set those boundaries are super important in having work-life balance. Um, and just being able to say like, all right, like I got to have like a mental break from this for, you know, the next (laughs) 16 hours, like things of that nature, um, of, I got to go home. I got to eat. I got to sleep. I got to do something that's not work for a second. Um, and oftentimes that helps you come back and be able to have a fresh mind. Sometimes you think of things that you wouldn't have thought of if you had just powered through it. Um, also just getting a good night's rest. Like it's amazing how much difference that makes (laughs) on literally everything. And so, um, I think, in that sense, I love to have a separate, let me have my work over here. Let me have my personal life over here kind of world. But I also think that I mentioned earlier, the fact that I love the people I work with is a huge part of why I love where I am and have been there for five years. Um, and that is, I guess, where I would say it's the opposite, where I feel like I kind of integrate a little bit. And so, um, that being said, like, I will spend some time with my coworkers outside of work, just as like friends, like we have game nights every once in a while, where we'll just play board games for like two, three hours. And, um, it's a whole lot of fun. And so being able to do that, I feel like also plays into our success at work of we, kind of know each other as past just the, like what you have to know. And so, because you know each other a little bit better, you even know the strengths and weaknesses that much better to like, be able to like work together. And so, um, I found that's been really cool, um, to just see different projects go even better than I would have expected them just because there was like a conversation that didn't have to happen. We're like, Oh, we already knew this about each other. So we just did those things. Um, and that's not required. Um, it's just been something that I've really enjoyed. Um, and then I feel like it changes the air in like the office and it changes my motivation of wanting to be at work of, Oh, okay. I feel like I'm kind of working with people that maybe, maybe I don't know them extremely, extremely well. Like they're my closest friends, but to feel a little bit more like we're in a friend category versus an acquaintance category can make work feel a little bit more fun at times, especially on the days that are just really tough. You can just message somebody and say, Hey, like, can we just like have a 15 minute chat about like absolutely nothing important? And, you know, just take a breather from work, go for a little walk, like almost like you're going on a like coffee date with one of your friends. And so I feel like having that aspect of just a space to breathe when things are really tough, wouldn't necessarily exist if I wasn't as more integrated and have like know them on a like more personal level at work, if that makes sense. Um, so I love to like 
teeter between the two different lines, depending on the situation. Um, so sometimes I feel like I integrate my personal and work life and in getting to know my coworkers, but then other times I feel like I'm like, no, the worlds need to be separate because I've got to have my personal life separate from work for my own mental health perspective. Yeah. I think that's a good point is separating the work, but not the people. Um, all right. Last question in 2040. So almost 20 years from now, what advice would you give yourself today? Yeah, fabulous question. Um, So what I would say is not to settle for someone else's suggestions of what your best career goals and paths are for you, but to strive for your own. That would be the advice I would love to tell myself in 20 years from now. All right. That is great. Thank you so much, Kelly. Yeah. Thanks, Olivia. Thanks so much for having me. And go Pack!